these old Disney animated movies, like uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs or Pinocchio, I think they had similar title cards where they were they all were like similar, or I think I think one of them. Um, I'm remembering something Disney. Maybe it was uh, Sleeping Beauty had an actual storybook that they were leafing that through. That makes so sense, it, yeah. And that was yeah. from the mid-50s, I think that one was from. Yep. So, I mean, it, but that even... Would that have been remastered in color? We're getting off topic, I know that, but I'm just asking. Possibly. Okay. Anyways. Oh, no. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. I think they just would have painted it in color. Mm. You're asking about color technology. When When was that? Yeah. Well, they had color technology. Are definitely off topic here. Uh, wait, they had color technology back as early as the twenties. Um, oh, really? You can see some use of it in the thirties. Uh, particularly, the biggest one is The Wizard of Oz, which was nineteen thirty-nine, yeah. which obviously has color, um, but it was just very expensive, so no one did it. And that's the point of that movie is to highlight the use of color. That's why she has mm-hmm. the ruby slippers. That's why there's the yellow brick road, the Emerald City. Everything's mm-hmm. in color for this brand new technology. So they had it then, but it was very expensive and no one really used it. Until, okay. like, it became widely used be... in the 50s or 60s. Like, it so was that would quite be some time. Color on film. Yeah. Like, I'd imagine it'd be easier to make colored animation than it would have been to make color on film. Or would it be the same technology? I think it's the same technology because you're taking photos of the paintings and drawings. Is that. Right? I don't know. know. This is something I want to explore now, because I remember... Let's just go with this for a minute, okay? And you can do with it what we want. Um, I could put it at the end credits. Yeah. I remember watching through Bambi when I was little, because I was nuts about Bambi. And there was a bit at the end on the VHS that went through, and it had Walt Disney explaining how, you know, they got an actual deer fawns to sketch you know, for the research behind the animation and everything, and how they would paint to to do the perspective in the forest scene in the beginning. Have you seen Bambi? Yeah, it's been on a few years. Yeah. They painted uh, certain trees on panes of glass so that they could move the glass to make it look as if you were moving through the forest. And so certain trees would move at different rates as they'd move the glass. Um, I thought it was on plastic film. No, those ones, I remember specifically they were on glass. Okay. Um, So that was just, I'm just curious because it's like, isn't it amazing the technology they used to use because everything used to be hand-drawn and they would have studios and studios of people and they would do do practice and they would use drops of milk um, and take still frames and shots. They would film drops of milk to be able to draw the, the raindrops in that thunderstorm scene properly and things like that so Mm. it's just it's just really interesting and i'd like i think to learn more about the history of animation especially in that time because that was what we considered kind of the golden age of cinema wasn't it yes like the 30s 40s kind of thing so i would say the golden age of cinema is the 30s 40s 50s 60s and 70s I'd say we're definitely coming out of it in the 70s. D- yes. Okay, I'd say, I'd say like mid-70s. Those yeah. early 70s films have a different feel to the end of the 70s. Compare The Godfather to Star Wars. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a bit debatable as to when the Golden Age finished. I wouldn't go much later than 1975. 
I was going to say, and this whole conversation is what's getting me really excited to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because it's looking at cinema the, during that It's basically time. looking at towards the end of the golden age. It's, exactly, yeah. It's a love story to it, so. Woo, Tarantino, woo. Come at me, so the point of, you don't like him. <laughs> the point of Bambi is, Bambi's kind of a boring movie. I don't like it. But the point of it was to showcase the art. It was an artistic yeah. piece. It was just like, look at this this cool thing. So it doesn't run for very long. I think it's like an hour no. or so. It's, it's just all of those, fe- feature length. All of those children's Disney movies from that time were very short for that purpose because they were made for children. Because, well, it just takes forever to make them as well. Yeah. At least some um, of the other ones had story, but I don't really like Bambi. I think it was my favorite, favorite, and honest to God, do you know what I think the reason was why I liked it so much? It would be boring for you because you don't have any of those animals where you grew up. I have all of those animals where I grew up. Yeah, and they're playing so, around in the snow on the ice and stuff. I'm yeah, like, I don't know what was, this is. It was very relatable for me. And whenever, you know, we'd see deer, I'd say, Nana, it's a little Bambi. Or she would say, Danielle, you know, because I was little, come over, there's a little Bambi in my garden. There would be little... Because there would be fawns running around, you know? We'd see rabbits. We'd see owls. Yeah, I can like, see I've that. seen great horned owls. Because whenever I mean? someone so sees a clownfish, they're like, oh, it's a little Nemo. Exactly. And it's the same exactly. sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it was more relatable for me. Anyway. To think that they used that technology for like 80 years, right up until the 2000, right? What, like stop motion? Well, that ha- all that hand-drawn style. Yeah. Pixar was, like, yeah. one of the first ones to do a feature-length film that wasn't hand-drawn. And they thought mm. it would be the end of animation. They're like, well, all these animators are going to be out of business now, which isn't true. They just changed. Things just changed. Well, it's like saying, robots are taking our jobs. No, you just get to do something better than what the robot can do. You get to service the robot. You know what I mean? Nothing, like, you're I not... it's still an industry for people with skills. Yeah, but I'm just saying... You evolve with the industry. Okay, so you're not drawing anymore, but you still you still need to be artistic to be able to do to do computer animation. I mean, there still needs to be storyboarding. You still need to be able to draw more than stickmen. You know what I mean? Illustrators, yeah. there's very much still an industry for hand illustrators. Think about even, like, because what a workshop would have had illustrators as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, they were for- more concept artists, though. But that's the thing is that you still need people to do that. You yeah, need you to still be need able... people with skills. Exactly. What was the last Disney movie to really do the hand drawing? And I know that they went back to it with the Princess and the Frog to try and like pay homage to it, and it didn't do very well. Um, but before that, I'm thinking Milan, which is like '99. Oh, you're right. Was I'm there just many trying to remember early 2000s that were actually was, was Tarzan? In the 2000s? That was early 90, That was 99 as well, I think it was. I'm just remembering, because I, I remember all of those being on TV when I was little, so I know that that's recent. I'm just trying to think, what other trailers did I see? There was maybe Lily on Stitch. Was that even Paintings mm-hmm. of Hand Drawn? That was 2002. That was, yeah. Just because it's 2D, does that mean that it's hand drawn? I don't think so. That's the thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. There was, was a transitional the last... period there. I don't know when the last actual hand-drawn movie would have been. I'm not sure. The you last hand-drawn, tell, I can't really tell. Though, because I remember it used to bother me 
So with Disney, you can see, especially in those older movies, that the backdrops would be hand-painted and you could tell the moving elements. Yeah, I don't know why that bothered me as well. I'm like, it's clearly a different material. Yeah, because the background would be painting um, and there'd be no harsh lines. And then the characters would still be painted, but they'd have harsh lines. Yeah. Whereas something like Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny, everything had the harsh lines. So I was more, my brain was more comfortable with that. Yeah, Watching okay. it because it, it kind of, it was all synchronous. Whereas with Disney in particular, I'm thinking about like Bambi and I think The Little Mermaid and stuff like that. Um, and definitely, definitely Sleeping Beauty. You see a lot of that where it's just... Um, it looks like a painting until you see the the harsh line characters coming out. Like like early 2000s tattoos with, okay. with the harsh lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think we'll talk about this a hell of a lot more on the episode on The Lion King. Because Jessica's going to be here and we're going to be talking about Disney animation quite a lot. And that and traditional I've style seen, of animation. I've seen the new one, so I can give oh, yeah. some more I probably will watch it. it before we do that episode to get the context. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember seeing those, the differences, um, in the background and the foreground in Lady and the Tramp. I used to love Lady and the Tramp, um, and the sequel as well, which probably isn't good these days, but I loved it when I was a kid because they were, they were both colorful and talking animals and the animals always fit their personalities really well. I think that was very good character design. Frickin' Siamese cats, Oh, the Siamese. My mum would walk around the house singing that goddamn song. (laughs) We are Siamese, if you please. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's such a <laughs> she would that's love such it. a mum thing to do. Like, that's so your mum. That scene anyway. is so racist if you watch it these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but you can definitely see in that because they're running around in the gardens a lot and you can see the plants in the background. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm just imagining your mum. Uh. <laughs> she Sorry, would always claim ahead. that like oh yeah i wrote that yeah i made that up and then yeah, you'd like okay, listen Nat. to the actual song and you're like motherfucker <laughs> that's the thing with kids you can tell them anything <laughs> not you you're too quick all right uh background oh no i just remember seeing the differences in the in the background you'd always see the dogs and things running around in the foreground and they look like pen, I guess. I don't really know what material they were using exactly, but you could see the frames moving in front of this painted background. It's like acrylic Yes. Paint. Yes. I'd be curious to know when they made the transition away from that. I think it would because... have been the 90s, because I think you be- at the beginning of the 90s, it was still painting. And at the end of the 90s, even the ones that were 2D were probably computer animated 2D, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't know that much about animation. But it's kind of... If you saw a Disney movie come out these days that was Mm -hmm. 2D, it would kind of be shocking. It would be be jarring. Kind of in the same way as if a new sitcom came on television today and it had a laugh track. Laugh track, That would be so strange. But if you watch anything from 20 years or older, it's completely normal. Yeah. It's it's a lot more jarring to go backwards. It is, and it's funny because, you know, like, I think if I saw an a 2D animated movie now, I would find it, like, nostalgic. Yeah. As 
Like, it might still feel funny, but as someone who grew up with that, it would feel right. Whereas new kids, or new kids, younger kids would be like, why is it like that? It looks funny. Just in the same Well, kids, way- kids aren't really that picky. Kids are like, okay, that's just cool. I don't really care. Because I would watch things from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and not realize it. I'm like, yeah, this is from the 90s, whatever. Um, yeah. As long as it's got like talking animals and bright colors, I didn't. I could tell that it was older, but I don't know what old is. That's why I want our kids to watch uh, Disney Masterpiece Collection. Yeah. I used to love 101 Dalmatians and I did not realize yeah. until I was a lot older that it's from like 1961 or two, two yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, that's that's actually a really old movie. Uh, what was I talking about? We were talking about laugh tracks, oh, the and laugh I track, think, yeah. um, again, if if it's weird to me how if something came out now that had a laugh track in it, that would be strange. However, going back and watching things from the time when that was popular doesn't seem that strange. So watching Friends, watching Seinfeld, yeah. it doesn't seem out of place because you know that like that was from a different time. Well, the so, only shows that are still doing the laugh track are the ones that are re- revisiting it, like um, Will and Grace, they went back. I think Fuller House has it. Those those shows that are coming back as, like, reboots, and that completely say, makes but sense. They're, they're from a time when that was a thing. Yeah, it's and the only other one style. I can think of is The Big Bang Theory, because that's been mm. running for 13, 14 years. That show started right at the end of the laugh track. Yeah. So it's just continued it, and it's the only real big one. I haven't been watching it since like season ten or eleven, and I'm just like, y'all, you can't. It have stopped that being much good, like left seven or eight. They're just mean to each other. It's. I just know it's like, not funny. Oh, that's not funny. That's just cruel. I don't know. And Sheldon's just an asshole in every episode. The last time, like the the end of the age of the laugh track for sitcoms was like 2005 with Everybody Loves Raymond because it was the last laugh track sitcom to ever win best show at the like what, what's the best picture equivalent at the emmys it's like best, I don't know. best primetime show at the emmys okay that's what it was that is a fantastic show i love everybody loves raymond you know i've never seen it all the way through i just i've always just seen bits and pieces when it was on tv when I was it is hilarious that ran for like nine ten maybe years. cut this maybe cut this if we do publish it but like I think part of it is because I relate, like, the DeLormes remind me of the Barones, so I think that's part of the reason why. I know. I find it really hilarious, though. Like, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. If it's ever on Netflix or Stan or something, we'll watch it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. What else do I like to watch that's older like that? Um... So I think that that princess and the uh, Roseanne, yeah, the Connors. Did you ever watch that? No, I, I, I'm so mad. You refuse, yeah. Yes, I'm boycotting. I think the, um, I think that's what Disney was trying to do with Princess and the Frog because they went back to the story even of an old fairy tale, which they hadn't really done in a little while. Mm. Um, so you went back to the animation, you went back to the storyline, um, and these days, like even Frozen is technically based on a. On a fairy tale, it's based on the Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen, but it's completely different that it's really not really the Snow Queen. Uh, and no, then everything it's just else like, is sort let's of, take sort the, of original. One, the one droplet of idea, but roll with it in a different direction, which isn't yeah. the end of the world either. It's fine. 
I thought it was like, original. Things like Moana, was that real? Um, based on anything? The The Rock's character in that is a real Polynesian okay. mythological character. So they took character. ideas from it, but it's not like what I they think used it, to do. Yeah, I don't think Moana was some legendary princess or anything. Yeah. But um, I think they to think took what else. elements of Polynesian culture. I think they got Zootopia as the next one coming out. Don't know. Disney's doing some crazy stuff. I'm curious to see what the reaction is in like five years to all these live action reboots that they're doing. They'll still some be doing have... it in five years. They've planned it out for the next oh, five. I know. Um, I just, I've seen some of them already and some have been good and some have been not good. And I'm just like, why? I feel like five years why is not some... going to be any different to now. People don't, I know, but aren't I'm just... really for it now. Well, I'm just thinking, why are some, if some are good, why are some not good? Like, if, whatever. I don't uh, know why M. Night Shyamalan maybe the, the, the source. Aladdin reboot, because, I mean, he's notoriously bad. No, he didn't do that. I'm pretty sure he did. M. Night did the Aladdin reboot? What, did you say Aladdin? Aladdin. Aladdin. I hope maybe... that this Mulan one is... Like a historical drama, basically. I don't want it's them to lean into the Disneyness. To be that way because Apparently a lot of people it's... don't realize that that's actually based on a true story. We that's read a... that story at school. Did you? Yeah. But did you realize it was a story, or did you think it was another fairy tale? Well, the movie had already come out, and then we read it at school. Um. So I already knew what it was about, but it was a little bit different. And I think it's said in there that it was based on a true story in the book. So I think I kind of knew that already. Okay. But I don't think... The Aladdin movie was directed by Guy Ritchie. That seems oh. like such an interesting pick. This Guy Ritchie, last one? Uh, yeah, the remake. Uh, the, yeah, well, the why did I one. think that? Why did I, I think that? Know. He did uh, The Last Airbender live action. Which yeah. is kind of a shitty knockoff did of he the animated. Pro- did he produce it? I, I'll have a look for you a sec. Guy Ritchie did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is a great British film. So was Snatch straight after that. Um, he did Rock and Roller, the two Sherlock Holmes movies, The Man from Uncle. He's got a very distinct feel, and, and Aladdin doesn't really fit into that. It was just... I'm not seeing any credits for M. Night. I don't know where you got that from. I have no idea. I am so frustrated with myself. Take that <laughs> out. Don't make me look like a dick. Um, I just... You haven't seen it yet, have you? Uh, Aladdin? Yeah. I have no interest in it. I only watched the okay. real one, like, last year. The first one. It is... They fused... I'm pretty sure it's Punjabi, but Indian culture with Middle Eastern culture, which is kind of just a slap in the face yeah, to brown that was, people. That was kind of obvious just from watching the trailer. It's like, whoa, wait, it's, even someone who's not tuned in to those cultures, I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't. This is at least a big blending of two cultures, like a continent apart. Uh, Why did you do that? Well, yeah, and the thing is, like, even the animated one didn't do that. The animated one was a little racist but it's 
it's a lot more forgiving than this this real one. Yeah, well, because like it's an animation. Yeah, you know, it's it's a take on real life. This is you're actually doing real life, and it was so colorful. Um, Did they even hire is, anyone from the area where it's meant to be, the Middle East? There were some people who seemed like some of the guards and stuff who seemed to be Arabic. Um, and that, I could be wrong, they could be even Persian or something, I'm not sure, but... Um, Ooh, that's, them's fighting words. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> where is so, the, where is Aladdin actually meant to be set? Saudi Arabia. That's what I thought. Um, so that's where they would have had these elaborate kingdoms and palaces and things. I'm sure they were all mm. over the Middle East, but I'm just wondering where this well, exact story is meant to be from. looking at it, like, there's... There's costumes that are worn that I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is only existing in a fantasy world. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I don't we know. began this by talking about color movies and things. Yeah. It's interesting how the... I wonder anyway. what the, like, the latest, like the most recent black and white movie... I know it's done for like an artistic purpose these days. Yeah. But I can't think of many... Because even by the 60s, they weren't really using black and white. And anything after that was artistic. Yeah. You know, the last movie to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards that was black and white was 2011. Oh, really? For The Artist. Um, and I believe it's a silent film as well, which I hmm. haven't actually seen, but I'd like to. It got See, Best Picture? Yeah, Best Picture uh, for 2011. I think it's got some big name actors in it. I think John Goodman's in it. Which, if you're going to go for this style of, like, of silent film that's black and white to make it look like it's of a yesteryear, don't put anyone in there that we know. Because it completely dates it immediately. It, it, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I feel like already that that's going to take me out of it. That's probably why I haven't watched The Artist. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. It, well, it messes with your mind. It does. You're, taking you're like, oh, schemas. I immediately can tell. Two schemas that are opposing each other. Yeah, that's strange. And that's probably why a lot of people completely forget about it. Like it, like did you even yeah. ha- had you even heard of that film? No. But if I listed every other one for the last ten years, you'd be like, yeah, I've heard of those. Well, maybe I'm not real tuned in. We know that that's the purpose of the show. <laughs> Have you heard of this new movie coming up? Uh, I think it starts filming next year. Where they're putting in James Dean. You know, the actor James Dean who died, like, in the 60s. I'm trying to think when he actually died. Yeah. What, so they're using the facial... I wanted to say facial recognition. Pretty much, facial recognition, I guess. It's animation, a CG character. See? Leave well enough alone. Pretty much, right? Like, like, this is his likeness that they had the rights to. They bought it off his estate, um, which God knows how like how far back the links are to try and get back to actually him or his widow or anything because it, it was been, it's been a long time. He's been dead for, like, 60 years. Just this- He died in 1955. That's older than this movie, Harakiri. He was dead when this movie was made. See, what I say, this is something my grandpa used to always say, says, quit, or my nan, quit digging up the dead, they say. 
And this is really what they're doing. It just means, like, it's over and done with, leave it alone. And in this case, they literally are bringing him back, and what for? I, I'm yeah, not familiar just, with this it movie. It could be a lot more... Well, the movie... The movie... I don't think there's anyone, really, that I know of. The movie's called Finding Jack. Mm. I think it's, like, a sequel to Titanic. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, why not give some... Your joke is lost on me. I'm tired. I'm not... Sorry. Um, this is similar, I believe, to the technology that it did um, bringing Peter Cushing back for Rogue One. I think that's different, though, because this that was an intellectual property that he had previously been in. He'd already given his likeness to that, um, and this was more of a continuation of the story. Yeah. However, this Finding Jack movie with James Dean is just... Recon- See, I first read this article, I thought that they had... Uh, footage, unused footage from different movies that he had done and they're going to put it together and put it into this new movie, but they're not. They're digitally reconstructing his likeness um, using this facial technology. I just think... Deep, deep fake technology. I just think, what for? Like, why not give some it's new just a actors a chance? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Well, you know what the bullshit thing is? I think that their claim was... Oh, no new actor could have done what James Dean was doing. He's the oh, only one please. who could have done it. What a load of wank is that, right? Mm. I guess you're going to get a lot more people coming to see your shitty movie well, and, just to see the technology. But don't you have to have somebody like like a motion capture yes. artist do the role anyway and say the lines? That's yes. like that's so insulting. And then you digitally put the face, yeah, and the voiceover. So that's so rude. Like that's, that's not- another thing. How are you going to do their voice? I know that there's there's technology out there where you can uh, digitally construct someone's voice. But that doesn't even hold up with what you just said about nobody could do it but him. Literally, someone else is doing him, and they're just putting his audio and visual. That's a on good point. I, don't, I didn't like, even think think of that um like he's not acting this other person is acting are they gonna get the credits you know like well, are they that's going to- my understanding of the technology i could be wrong because that's what they did for peter cushing that's what they did for paul walker finishing off fast and furious 7 they had his brother step in mm. and they put his uh, paul walker's face on his brother's body so his brother bad. was acting it yeah i didn't think it was in fast and furious it wasn't great okay I'll have to pay attention again next time. But that was my understanding with what they're doing here. I think it just raises really big ethical questions as to, like, he cannot even possibly consent to his likeness here. Yeah. They can do whatever the fuck they want with him. Actually, they did this recently with Gemini Man where they digitally constructed a young Will Will Smith. Smith. I don't think that was an actor. I think the entire character of that was CG. So maybe they're not even going to get an actor to put his face on. No, he played that, I think. He played the younger version of himself? Yeah, I think. I don't he, think that's I true. Think, I think he did. We'll agree to disagree. I don't remember. Okay, I don't, haven't looked at it. My understanding was at any point, they have a completely digital version of young Will Smith that they can do what they want with. And again, it, it, it doesn't look quite right. It looks all right, but it's it's still... That's not the yeah, best example a I've seen. Yeah, there's a bit of an uncanny valley in there. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's his nose. There's something wrong with his nose. I've just um, mentioned to you, like, this technology, that, like, we're right at the beginning. We're on the cusp of something really big with this technology. You've got this technology that if you take a photo of something, of someone who's been dead, you can do it with a painting. You can make them older. You can make them younger. You can make them look like this. You can make them say things. You can take still frames of a painting and make them move their lips as if they're saying things. And it looks good. It does. It looks very convincing. Um, especially if you get, like, old footage. Say you got JFK or something. Mm. And he's. you can just, like, synthesize his voice. You can put him in different settings. You can put his face on different people's bodies. So we're I just really think... riding on, like, what's real anymore. You know? Really, we really are. Um, and I just can't imagine what it's going to be. I don't think there's any rules or regulations around this yet, and I think there needs to be. See, Some... this is where I get so frustrated because you've got people who are lawmakers who, like, don't even know how to turn on a fucking computer. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, this shouldn't be an issue. Like, like the guys who, the was it in court or was it, who was it who, who questioned Zuckerberg? I knew you were going to bring up that because they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. No, I don't remember who and it exactly was just, it was, it was, was. I don't, I but think it was it, very obvious they didn't understand. I feel like it, it was the Senate or something, and it's just like fuck me, like this is well, just. We were, we were even watching Judge Judy the other day, and she didn't really understand how like to access how phone numbers. Uber worked, and, and we were talking about Uber, yeah, because she thought that you had to pay the driver. Um, I was like, you know, that's not how that works, right? And it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like, just funny to watch. Um, but it's, I it's think, actually... in a generation or two, where our kids' kids are running the world, maybe then they'll be like, okay, we need to fucking watch this shit because we cannot trust anything. But that the we problem, watch on TV. Brenton, is that technology progresses so quickly. I know what you're saying. Well it's always going to be that lag. That yeah, I know what you're by saying. By the time people get around to it, like, and it's just, I do find it really frustrating. And now we're, like, talking about, we're getting into the realm of the political where I don't want to go today. That's fine. Yeah. I just I just wanted to say that, like, I really think that we're working our way up. There's going to be one massive scandal that's going to, like, Make everyone open their eyes to what this technology oh, yeah. can do. Absolutely. It's going to be like a massive 9-11 Watergate scandal or something. Hopefully at that's least... That's going to change some shit. Hopefully at least it's for somebody who's not great already anyway. You know what I mean? Hopefully it doesn't take down somebody who actually is I just... good and knows what they're doing, but... It's inevitable for some one big thing to happen in the future. Absolutely. Because right now, this technology is being used as a gimmick. Oh, look at this. This is funny. Look at this. This tweet's trending, and it's funny to put other people's faces on other people's voices and all the rest of it, right? Mm. That's what it's being used for now, but it will be. I'm warning you. It will be used for more sinister, bigger Absolutely problems in the future, be. and people won't know the fucking difference. It's because we're people. I... Okay, let's get into some existential stuff real quick here. People, there are people who think that people, that humans are essentially good. We're not. We're shit. No, we're pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah, we're horrible. And if you honestly think that. Humans are so fucking dumb. We're stupid. We're ignorant. (laughs) We're horrible. And like. Anybody who thinks different than that has been living under a rock. 
I would like to think that majority of human beings out on the street aren't horrible. No, but put us in the right situation and we'll kill each other. We will. Yeah, okay. I think there's a we've lot been of doing evidence for, for that out there. We've been doing it for thousands of years. I just wanted to get your perception on this whole James Dean thing because I was although say, I think it's a bullshit reason and I think it's a little weird and the technology's not perfect, that's all aside. I can think about that about any of these fucking movies. Mm. I think it really raises more ethical questions. And I that's think what it I really absolutely does. And Mostly com- because he's been fucking dead since 1955. I just, I just don't understand what's the point. What's the point? Yeah, It's a gimmick. It makes people come watch my movie. Yeah. Good Which for you. Make I your kind money. Of will I don't want to watch it just because I, of that. I don't. I don't know that they'll be totally successful, especially if they're like a nobody property. I'll probably listen to a lot of reviews before mm. I go see something like that, just for that, because I I had no interest in Gemini Man. I still have no interest in Gemini Man. Yeah. I was just thinking, have we ever really said? on the podcast that we didn't like a movie. Like, I feel like we always just say that we we like them or that, you know, they're okay. But we have we ever actually said, like, no, I didn't like that movie? Not yet. I think that's because we're so high up on the list. I think in the next, the next couple that we're going to go through before the end of the year, mm. there's a few in there where they know that I don't like because I've seen them before. Okay. And I'm like, I don't think that deserves it. Because there's been a few for me where it's like, yeah, I could have gone without seeing it or I wouldn't really want to watch it again, but it wasn't like bad. You know, it's yeah. not been like, there's a I few where it's like, like I appreciate it and I think it's good. Um, it probably deserves to be up on the list, but I'm not going to see it again. And I'm yeah. thinking like City of God or yeah. Matrix, Goodfellas, I, know- I didn't really like. I know there have been ones where I've said, like, I don't think it, like, it's fine, but I don't think it deserves to be this high up. I'm trying know? to think what else it was. There's there's uh, Star Wars, obviously, Inception. What, um, that you didn't like? No, I'm just going through the list to try and think about whether oh. or not any of them like, I don't like. <laughs> Forrest Gump, you've got all the Godfathers, 12 Angry Men, maybe. Yeah, that I don't was think pretty that high up there. To be, that's like number five, yeah. Schindler's List deserves it. Uh, Pop Fiction, you've got all the Lord of the Rings. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I do like how even the top 10 or 20, it's a good mixture of old and new and yeah. foreign language. And That said, though, like I don't think 12 Angry Men sh- deserves to be as high up as it is. I think, I think It's a Wonderful Life was better than that, and I think Life is Beautiful was better than that. Yeah, yeah. Like... I think Angry it's just the Men. way the IMDb works. It's weird. Um, we were talking about, too, how, like, you don't like Goodfellas. Well, you don't like It's Goodfellas. fine, but I, I'll never watch it again. Yeah. I've seen it two or three I times now. Either. I enjoyed it for when I watched it. I really didn't enjoy the Godfather movies when I watched them, just because they were so heavy and They're so very complicated. Heavy. Like, there's just so much. Like, were they books first? Uh, yes. There was one okay. book that was turned into parts one and two. Okay. And then there was part three. Yeah, and then there was there was also sequel books, but they weren't really based on anything. See, I mean, and didn't that really make movies out of them. makes sense to me, because I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? 
you know, because it's so complicated. So it makes mm. more sense that it's based As a on a book. And like we also said, um, it definitely grew on me. I'd like to see it again, but I reckon I'd rather read it than watch it. So Just we're because... about 25 titles in, yeah. plus a bunch of honorable mentions. We're probably up to 30 episodes now. Which is yep. the movie that you don't like the most? I need a list. Um... I surprisingly liked Matrix more this viewing than I did when I first watched it. I wasn't a big fan of that at all, and this is the third time that I've seen it. So I'm not going to say that I don't like it, but I liked it more than usual, than, than I had before. Okay, let's see. The one that I didn't like... Maybe City of God. See, see, City of God's still a good movie, though. That one I didn't enjoy simply because it was made for a Portuguese-speaking audience. Yeah, it's just it's just harder to follow. And yeah. So, yeah, and I feel like I keep like that's a trend for me to keep saying like I like it when it's easy to follow. Sometimes, and maybe it's just where I'm at in life right now because like I'm quite busy. I don't like having to focus a lot of attention into understanding something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a movie. I should be able to watch it and know what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, And I mean, part of that's that it's foreign language. Part of that's that it was, like, specifically created for foreign language. Um, So is that your answer? I want to take another look. Okay. Uh, there was one in particular that I'm thinking of, and I'm like, I'm going to rip this movie an asshole, because I don't like it at all. I'm trying to remember what it was. I was looking at the list the other day. I'm just looking, and I'm like, everything we've watched so far, I actually, like, fucking really liked. Well, that's why we keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, they're good picks. I enjoyed The Matrix. I enjoyed The Matrix because it was an entertaining high concept. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah, actually, probably City of God. Sorry. Which is saying something, because we both like that movie. Yeah, like... That's not shitting um, on City of God. No, not at all. I, like, I'm surprised that that's the answer. The only other one that I maybe didn't like very much was the Godfather part... One. I think that they're all sort of level for different reasons, in my mind. You think yeah. one's the worst? Because it's the introduction, and you don't have a fucking clue what's going on. So by number two and number three... Number two's interesting because you've got the back and forth between Between Pacino and De Niro, um, which is cool. And then number three... Number three's interesting because you're into very, like, high society crime. So it's kind of a little bit different again because, like... um, Oh, Michael Corleone actually is like involved with the Vatican. Like it's like what? Like yeah, that was that was a weird, interesting thing to add in. Um, so that's that makes it kind of interesting. The first one, and like I say, the first one was still good. You know, like oh, the third one was weird though with cousin fucking. That was strange. I don't know why that that yeah. Um, so and again. I still like the Godfather movies. I would watch them again. Not in mm. a real hurry, but I would definitely do it again sometime, eventually, not now. Um, 
Yeah, and I liked, I didn't mind Goodfellas. Because it was which, looking at that from a different angle again. That which same. of these movies have you seen the most? Um, I've probably seen uh, Shawshank Redemption up to ten times. Forrest Gump I've seen half a dozen times. Seven I've seen a few times. Probably, probably Shawshank and Forrest Gump. Oh, uh, maybe Pulp Fiction for me. I've seen that a bunch of times. Maybe five times. Shawshank's probably up there. Probably Shawshank. More Maybe than Star Rain Wars. Man. I've seen Lord it, of the Rings quite a few times each. It's, Rain Man I've seen about three or four times. It's probably um, Shawshank and... What was the other one I said? Rain Man? No. Hold on. It's probably Shawshank and Forrest Gump. Right. On a level amount of watches overall, because I always end up inevitably seeing bits of movies. Um, yeah. And then, um, Rain Man. In terms of, like, first and second place. I've seen The Dark Knight quite a few times as well. I Probably haven't. Shawshank's probably still at the top. Most of these I've seen once or twice. Mm, yeah. Like, a See, most of mine are of two or three, because I've already seen yeah. already seen it once. There's a chunk of these that I've... Like, this is the first time that I'd seen them. There's a fair chunk of these also where it's like... We, we watched through them together last year, like Star Wars and um, Inception and Arrival and stuff, so... Mm-hmm.